today on The Breakdown. Sometimes it's just a cooler. Sometimes you flop big, they flop big, and you're sort of forced to get all your chips in, and there's nothing you can do about it, and you're just going to go broke sometimes. That's just the nature of the game, and that's fine, right? That's part of it. But sometimes the greats can get away from big hands, and Manic Lozer, who is number 101 on the all-time money list, even if you haven't heard of him, is in a spot, and... The question is put forward to him. Can he get away from a very big hand? And we're going to break it down right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. I don't know. I mean, we're doing a breakdown of it. Yeah. That may be evidence one way or the other. I don't know. Sometimes we, sometimes we like just to talk about a spot, though, you know, and yeah. like figure it out. So it could go either way. I double reversed everybody, or did I triple reverse everybody? See, at this point, we're just flipping coins, and we don't know. We're just mashing buttons over here. That's all that's happening. I mean, it's, it's effective. You know, the thing that I didn't mention in the opening, which is key, is his opponent. Dan Shaq. Dan Shaq is back. Shaq's effect. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a long time. Did we actually do Shaq's effect on the show? Did we ever do it on the I show? think we've done Shaq's Effect on the show. Let's do a Shaq's Effect right now, if you can do one without being too offensive. I don't know if I can come up with one on the spot. Okay. So, you know, like, when we were at our peak Shaq's Effect, oh. it was, like, flowing easily. It was incredible. But Shaq's Effect is, of course, the, the game that Shaq, Dan Shaq plays with other people around called Shaq's Effect, where he will say something, and you have to guess, is it, Sha- is it Shaq's Effect or... Shaq's a crap. Shaq's <laughs> a crap. So is it true or, or a lie? Yeah. And that's how we do it. And it's like a man on the street show, yeah. in my mind, where Dan Shaq goes around interviewing people with like oh. a, a microphone that's probably a little bit too big. And <laughs> <laughs> he's like, did you know... Yeah. Alligators are actually closely related to rabbits. Stuff like that. Shaq's a fact or Shaq's a crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that, except it was funnier when we were doing it before because we were, yeah. as you said, in the flow of it. We're all. in the zone. Yeah. Not and it zone. may come back. But anyway, Dan Shaq, guaranteed, over under on two and a half more times we do a Dan Shaq voice impersonation. Well, I can't bet with you because I can influence We're not going to bet it. I'm just asking for the over under. Oh. Three? Two and a half was the number. Oh, then yeah, over. Three and a half. Under. Okay, I'll take the over on that one too. And Sick. not because I can not because I can <laughs> because we're definitely gonna do that. All right, let's go. All right. So this was suggested by Andrew Liffey, who was very excited to suggest. He yes. said, Finally it happened. I found a hand to suggest for the breakdown. I guess Andrew's standards are very high. This is a pretty great hand. Yeah. It's an exciting hand. But interesting and, that uh, he's never found a hand that he wanted to suggest before and he's been really like begging for it. I mean, some of us have never been married. It's sort of the same thing. I don't think it is. Really? Think about it. Sure it is. Ish. So people like Brian with a Y have like yeah. 400 ex-spouses because they've suggested. No, so I'm not hands. talking about that. I'm talking about the, those of us like Andrew Liffey, though, specifically Andrew Liffey, who like is waiting for the right one. He's just willing, and he's willing to wait no matter how long it takes. He's not going to settle. And then why in this world can he only suggest one? That's that's a question for Andrew, man. That's not a question for me. By the way, it doesn't have to be one. It's still, you're just waiting for the right one. So maybe there's more than one right one, but still it may be 25 years before you meet the right one. Or find the right poker hand. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Andrew, are you married? <laughs> Tweet at two poker guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the Twitter. We're two poker guys, number two poker guys. That's where Andrew suggested the hand. Yeah. He also included a YouTube link and a timestamp. Maybe this is just how he does his life. You know, he's not married because he's waiting for the right one. 
He's not suggesting hands because he's writing for the right one. He hasn't eaten a meal yet. Well, maybe he's found the right one of those, though. Otherwise, he'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But maybe there's certain types of things. Maybe he's like, you know, I'm not having that donut because that's not the donut for me. I'm waiting on the right donut. You know, stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Most, <laughs> most donuts, I think, are pretty bad. Yeah. I don't like, but, but a, a really good donut can be really good. Here's the thing about donuts. Even the really bad donuts are at least all right. You know, yeah, that's they, the, it's like pizza. It's like so, but I agree with you. A lot of them are pretty crappy. All yeah, the and they kind of make you feel a little icky. Yeah, I but, can't believe people eat that for breakfast, man. That is crazy. It is crazy. That is absolutely bizarre that that's considered a breakfast food. For yeah. Pastries as a breakfast food is insane. I blame the French. Sure, why not? Okay. So did Thomas Jefferson. Did he? No, he actually, he defended the French. He was big fans of the French. That was his whole thing. But so anyway. Why, why, are you, why are you ghosting everybody? Ghosting? Yeah. How am I ghosting anybody? What are you talking about? <laughs> ghosting everybody with your Thomas Jefferson <laughs> references. I'm just, I was making a joke for our his, history buffs in, the, uh, in our listenership. I think we are listed as a history podcast because we have so many good checks effects. I mean, if you think about it, we're talking about hands that already happened. That's so true. that's history. Yeah, where do, where does history begin? Where do you like? Whoa. Where does it end? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now I'm freaking out. Yeah, think about it. So, also, also <laughs> think about this for a second. Okay, when you see a star in the sky, shut up. <laughs> no, please continue. Okay, when you see a star in the sky, <laughs> if it's like a hundred light years away, yeah, the light that you see was created a hundred years ago, bro. Dude, I actually was at a um, at an observatory this summer and saw things that were 30,000 light years away. So like that light was a, created 30,000 years it ago. It was crazy. Those stars may not be in existence it's anymore. It's unlikely that they are. They may have gone supernova. I don't really know if it's unlikely that they are. But yeah, they, they may no longer exist, or they're certainly in different places doing different things. Like, it's it was weird to be looking 30,000 years into the past. It's definitely likely that they still exist. Like, the life cycle of a, a star is, is billions of years. Okay, but yeah. this could have been near the end of it when we looked. So it's, so it's likely... Is likely. All right. Do we Mr. have to do a math lesson on the <laughs> podcast. Shacks of facts. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's talk about this hand. This we don't want very... to talk about stuff that high people talk about anymore. <laughs> no, I'm good for I'm good for, for this episode anyway. I feel like yeah. we've done enough of that. So this hand uh, is a 5,100 game. Yep. Cash game. There is a 200-pound straddle on. Yep. It is the Sam Trickett, everybody play poker game or whatever they call it. The um, San Tricket Invitational. Yeah, something like that, which and is weird for a cash game. But whatever. I guess they invited people yeah. to play. I don't know. Maybe there's more than just this cash game that's going on. Um, these guys are deep, though. Like, Manig and Dan are both both have a lot of money in front of them for a 5,100 game. Uh, right. Yeah, Shaq's going to be the effective stack with 52K. Um, right. Manig Loser has 85K. And uh, the action's going to start with Dan Shaq on the button. He's got two sevens. And 520 blinds. Yeah. Well... But the straddle's on. Oh, okay. So it's really Fair enough. more like 250. But he, uh, he has seven of diamonds, seven of hearts, and he opens to 600 pounds. So it folds to Dan. Yep. Who knows that? Okay. Folds all the way to Dan. The small blind, who doesn't matter, calls with two eights. Oh, so unlucky for Dan. Manig, in the big blind, has two sixes. So oh, unlucky for Manig. So unlucky. Now, the eights or Manig could both three bet, by the way. Yeah, I'm really surprised the eights especially don't three bet here. Especially considering there's the blind and the straddle left to act. That said, Manic actually has a pretty nice three bet spot too. Yeah. Um, although maybe he's thinking like me and Dan are so, so, so deep. Like 
Flop being a set could be amazingly profitable. But Dan, Dan Shack, known to put in a lot of chips post-flop sometimes. Like, Vanessa Selps can certainly attest to that. Yeah. You know, where he's like, I'm all in. You yeah. know, and it's like, what did you just do, Dan Shack? You know, in, in big tournament spots and stuff like that. So, right. So maybe he's thinking, like, maybe it's, maybe it's actually more profitable to just call with the sixes here, even though I often lose the hand. The times I win, sometimes I, I just get way more, way too many chips out of him that way. It does. The, another thing that kind of sucks about just calling with sixes, though, or eights, is that it creates an amazing squeeze spot for the straddle, and you don't really have a hand that wants to call a big three bet. I mean, it depends, I guess, on how deep everybody is, right? Yeah. It's possible you can still call, but then you're, I mean, it can but suck then, a lot. But, but yeah. yeah, maybe you're deep enough, but you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to call yeah. another 3K here. Right. And, and like, now it's like, if I don't flop a set, I mostly can't continue. Yeah. Like, cool. The flop was 666. I'm just going to, I guess I can check call once, but I don't like it even then. I'm going to have to fold to most. Sixes, the flop is 666. No, no, no. We have pocket eights. Remember? We're well, talking man, about, we're talking about sixes. I was talking about the small blind. I, I, we're talking about both of them. But right. But the small blind is the one who's initially setting up the squeeze. Yeah. Right. Manning's, Manning's just making it. Manning, actually, that's another reason to raise with the sixes, right? Yeah. Is then he is squeezing, which is sweet. He also, um, there's more money to win right now, of course. And he sixes play better. If they're not going to make a set, they play much better against one other opponent. Although he's going to be out of position against Dan, who's almost certainly calling. Well, no, I shouldn't say No, that. he's on the button. He's yeah, he's all, yeah, actually, you wouldn't expect Dan to be calling. Now, Dan is calling because yeah. he has two yeah. sevens, but we wouldn't know that. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I'm actually surprised no one no one re-raises here. Yeah, but they're playing friendly poker, I guess is yeah. what they like to say. The straddle then calls with queen eight off, which is reasonable. Sure, getting a really good price and a great spot. Actually, they're coin flipping against everybody. Yeah, pretty sweet. Well, not well, against except the eights. eights. Okay, yeah. they're not coin flipping against. They're not coin. But those Jack Jack ten ten boards, bro. Oh, so sick. How about Jack ten nine boards? Don't even talk about straight that. me. Don't and then a seven <laughs> on the turn. The thing I've learned is in poker, don't actually say straight me once they've given you a straight on the flop or turn or river. People are more apt to put you on a straight. Don't yeah, poker don't, tip. Don't announce your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Although you can do it strategically, but mostly don't announce. I may your have hand. told this story on the podcast, I don't know, three years ago, so it's fine to retell it. Um, our friend Robert Brewer, back in high school, he had his like little crew of people that he would play poker with. And, you know, they're just playing amateur high school poker. But he had one friend who was not very good, who one time he raised and he sighed under his breath and said, King 10. And he really had King 10. Really? <laughs> he, like, didn't realize he was saying it. Wow. Yeah. I actually have in the past. So as I've gone through my progression as a poker player and trying to, like, have better practice and things like that, there was a point where I learned, okay, I've already raised pre-flop and all the action's completed. Now we're going to the flop, right? So then... Now, I learned at some point to look back on my cards to, like, say the cards again so I know the suits and I know exactly what I have, you know, mm-hmm. so that way. Because otherwise you're like, it's king of what? Yeah. I know it's red, but, you know, stuff like that. So this way it's like I don't have to ever look back. I always know what I have. Right. Um, there was a little while when I would, I noticed I would, like, say it, like, sort of like that. To, I like and In my head I would say, like, seven of clubs, nine of hearts or something, you know. And it, but I, I actually found myself at least twice saying it out loud instead. Wow. That's not good. <laughs> actually, interestingly enough, it never, it never was a problem. I only did it twice, and I still did it relatively quietly. But, like, you shouldn't say it out loud at all, obviously. At a poker table, that is, someone uh, might hear you. That's not GTO. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. So, anyway, yeah. that was funny. I was like, what did I just do? But it was, it was always fine. Well, nobody announces their hand in this one. We're going to go four yeah. ways to the flop. Sixes, sevens, eights, and queen eight. And uh, 2,400 in the pot. It's a sick one. Here it is. Six of hearts. Queen, queen, queen. Oh, sorry. Then everyone has a full house except the guy with quads. That's so sick. Six of hearts. I'm trying to announce yeah, the flop. I'm helping. Six of hearts. <laughs> seven of clubs. Is it a queen? 
King of Diamonds. Ah. But this means set over set. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Set over set. Manic Loser is going to lose a lot of money. He's going <laughs> to... <laughs> that was pretty great. Thanks. I actually played with Manic in the World Series main event this year for an hour. And then they broke our table. But all I saw him do was play a hand where he got in with aces pre-flop against Kings and lose a huge, huge, huge pot. Wow, why, why didn't he play it better? An insanely big pot on the very wait, first hand of day four. Why didn't he wait till the flop to see if he still had the best That's hand? one of those spots, like, you get it in right there, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, I, and he's really, really good, as we know. He's the 101st, you know, biggest money winner in history. He's got, like, $9 million in earnings and stuff like that. Like, these aces hold. Like, this is like, he can be on cruise control now for, like, a day and a half or something. Like, he's going to be, but anyway. Sorry, Manic. That didn't, didn't work, work out. out. Let's see how this one works out. Uh-oh. Oh, he's, uh, he's already flopped. Set under set. It's not going well so far. <laughs> There's one out, buddy. There's always one out. Yeah, so so it's a relatively dry board. The queen eight and the eights are likely done with it, pending yeah. whatever action happens. So Shaq with two sevens and starting the hand with 52K and Manic with 85K and, and two, two sixes. I mean, this is almost what we'd hope for with two sixes. You know, like we want to flop a set against Dan Shaq, who's going to be feel obligated to stick around in the hand. That's all really good. Yeah, and any set here, we just love the king high nature of the board, too, because yeah. somebody could have made a good top pair pretty easily. Yeah. You know? It's pretty sweet. Um, so everybody checks to Shaq. We could talk about Manic donking, but I don't think we need to talk about that. It's fine. Yeah, like you can do it if you want to, but checking is probably better. Totally. Yeah, on a king high board, Yeah, I think Dan's going to bet a lot here. Yeah. And um, it's fine anyway. It's fine anyway. So Shaq bets 2,500 into 2,400. He starts going big right away. It's pretty interesting. He's like, someone have a king. Yeah. You're just going to have to call me at least once with a king. You absolutely right? have to call once with a king. Yep. Maybe the small blind can get away from like king 10 suited because Ugh. he's got two players behind. I mean, you'd have to have no backdoor equity at all. Yeah. I mean, you have to have no backdoor flush draw equity to even consider folding it. Yeah. I think even then you probably just call and like, yeah. sometimes you get raised off it, you know? Yeah, you got to call, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, in a vacuum, this bet might be... Pretty good. Might be more profitable than a more normal size bet on this dry board. And there's it's two diamonds or no? No, it's dry. Six, seven, king. Okay, rainbow. Like the desert. So, on the, the like the straight draws may have to fold sometimes now. Like if you have eight, nine, you either have to raise or fold. You really nah, can't call. you can call if you're deep. I think. Yeah, I guess if you're deep, you can. Yeah, you're right. Especially on the the fact that it isn't. It's not going to be. A, the turns aren't going to be very scary if you get there, right? Right. There's no, isn't like there's two diamonds, so then you only have six really good outs. You yeah. Can, all your outs are good. Okay. You can call once. You're yeah. like, oh, Dan has a good hand. I can call. So he's charging four, five, and eight, nine, the maximum. Yeah. And he's also probably getting called by kings. Right. Now, if, if the straddle has like king five suited and, and there's already a call, he might fold. But then the other For guy, this much money, yeah. yeah. He might. He might call once anyway, though. He might. It is reasonable to still call, I think, if you're closing the action, even over call once. I mean, what flop. are we hoping the initial caller has, though? You're hoping they have a draw. I guess. Because I don't know what else we could yeah. do here. Um, but they could have a draw, and we could have Dan B. You could decide just to fold, though, and not get yourself in trouble. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the, the case. Yeah. The case is Dan Shack has Manig Loser in jail with his set of sixes. What do you like doing here as Manig? He, after the eights fold, they, inevitably the eights fold. So Manig's sitting there with bottom set, 6-7 king, rainbow board. I mean, I would feel pretty good about raising right here a lot of the time like there's as we said the king high nature of the board is very good being out of position can mean it's often going to check go check check if dan doesn't have much of a hand if dan has a good hand anyway don't we want to just raise so we can get four streets of value instead of three like i don't know i think dan check is like he's gotten better yeah give him a little credit 
it's tough to have a bad hand and raise here. Like, it's tough to be bluffing. It's, I mean, it's also tough to have anything but a set. I mean, we can have bottom two. Cool. We can like, have. What um, are we looking for action from? But I mean, but we can have straight draws and raise here. Can we? Yeah. You, you think? Yeah. Okay. Manning may not have four or five suited because the straddle was left act behind him. He might fold that. I mean, he's calling that. All right. So he's got four combos of four or five suited and he's got four combos of eight, nine suited. That's it. That's and all he can have. I'm not sure he's raising them anyway. He may not be raising them, but he at least is sometimes. Probably. I mean, maybe against Dan Shack when Dan Shack bets pot. He's not. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. If Dan, if that's because we think Dan Shack has such a strong hand, we, we feel like we can't raise, then we should raise our, our sets because it's Dan Shack. It isn't like Justin Bottom where he's going to be like, well, he, yeah. you know. I don't know. If Shaq bets so much, maybe it just feels like raising looks so crazy strong. Like, we'd rather say, like, I have King Jack suited than I have a set and hope that Dan feels comfortable with Ace King or King Queen. When are we going to get our raisin if we don't get it in now? This is my problem. Like, how are we ever going to get a raisin that's going to get called if we don't do it right now? I'm really worried about that. Do we have to get a raisin? I mean, we can sometimes turn go check, check, and we can bet big on the river. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we don't really want that to happen, right? We want, we want Dan to bet the turn. Yeah. And we were going to be looking to raise at some point most of the time. I, the board of quick course can run out really badly, but we're not going to put Dan on a set of sevens and just go call, call, call. That can't be the plan. I mean, I just question if Dan's going to call us with King Jack or King Queen. On the flop even? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about him anymore to know what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, if, here's the thing. If we think he's not going to call with those, then we should raise our draws. If we think he is going to call it those, then we shouldn't raise our draws. We should raise our sets, right? We, we can play super exploitatively here. Well, I guess Manig thinks that Dan is not going to call with those because he just calls. Mm-hmm. So he assumes that Dan's going to fold one pair of hands to a raise. Okay. Maybe specifically because, I mean, Dan is betting into three opponents. Yes, And that's true. he's betting more than the pot. This is, you know, this is why Elite is just better with this hand. Because look at all the weird spots we're already in. Like, it's like, how do we really get value? It's so hard. It's going to be hard to get value now the rest of the way with this hand. Like, it's just three streets. It's going to be super hard to get. Yeah. So, but leading, now sometimes everyone just folds and we get nothing extra. But leading means we have it. I think it's much easier to get three streets of value. Because if we go bet, 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 and can't, Dan has King Jack and the straight cards don't come in, it's going to be, he's going to strongly consider giving us three streets of value. That's true. And by check calling, it's really hard now. Well, if he maybe, has King Jack, it's really hard to get three maybe streets. Maybe Manig was planning on check raising, but then the sizing was like, oh, yeah. maybe I can't get called if I raise because he sized so big. Yeah. Um, I think I might like a lead anyway, even though we sort of passed, talked, passed over it quickly. Like there's, we're forehanded. Dan's going to check a lot anyway. Um, I would hate to give a free card to the table where straight draws could be a problem and just lose a street of value, which is even more important than I think than the free card. It's possible that Manning is never raising King high rainbow boards without a straight on them because there's so, so little value to have. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to have value here. Um, I think that might be true against certain players. I just don't know if it's true in this in this game with these players. You know, like well, maybe, maybe it is. I mean, he do, he does just call. He does just call. But I'm wondering if it's. I, I think I like a lead better. Is what I'm is what I'm ending on here. Okay, that's where I'm where I'm where I'm feeling. Like I think a lead is probably it's probably easier just to make more money. I think we make more money by leading overall. I'm not 100 percent convinced. Yeah, I'm not either. But that's where I, I think if I had to pick, I'd pick in that. Definitely, I'm picking that right now, anyway. What if... Yeah. Slight thought experiment. What if Manning were to lead? Say he led for 1,500. And Dan raises? And Dan makes it 5K. Yeah. Manning's going to call. 
Yes. Then it turns the deuce of hearts and Manning checks and dead and bets 15K. Yeah. What do you do? Um, well, Dan will have how much money left at this point? Uh, he'll have like 30 behind. Um, we'll either raise or call with hoping to get it in by the river. You don't think folding's an option there? No. What does Dan have? Um, I don't know. I've seen him do weird things in the past. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, remember when he turned two pair into one pair, two pair, one pair, top pair into a bluff? Yeah. When he three bet the river against uh, Fabian? Fabian Quas. Fabian Quas. Yeah, like, what the hell was he doing there? And that was like, they were three left in a high roller. Like, like yeah, that was a you, big spot. You usually lose, right? In that, with that line against Shaq? Like, you're usually going to lose. Well, I mean, Fabian folded. So, no, I mean, in this spot. Oh, this spot. Yeah, if you're Manning and you lead and Shaq raises and then he bombs the turn super huge on this super dry board on a dry turn card. Um, I mean, the problem is, of course, he does have a... I mean, he doesn't have a range advantage, but when the, when the line... To, when the, on this line, he might have a range advantage, yeah. which I guess is your point, right? Yeah. Um, and that he may only be doing this king-king and 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah. Um, since we can't have king-king, 7-7 seven, seven is the effect. I guess you could have king-7 suited or something sometimes. Um, yeah, and maybe the turn brings him like he has a straight draw, and then the turn brings him like a a, fl- a combo draw or something okay. like that. So yeah, maybe big. That. this is. I mean, I I agree with you. There's not a whole lot there if we're gonna play huge, a huge huge pot. But can we really be afraid to get 250 blinds in with a set? I mean, it depends on the line. Obviously, it depends on the line. Depends on your opponent. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I think we shouldn't like blindly say it's always good to get 250k, 250 blinds in with a set. You know, like it's not. Always. I, I agree. I just think I think it's easier to get 250 blinds in the head where we lead and get raised by Dan, and then he bombs turn and river. Then if we check raise, he doesn't fold and then raises us later. I feel like we're doing even worse. Well, if for we that check range. raise and then he raises us later, yeah, that's that's terrifying. like like we're getting crushed by that range, yeah. right? So this way, there's more of the range at least we can beat. But you're making this weird assumption that yeah. once we check raise, we're going to get raised later inevitably. I'm confused even by your point. We're talking about getting 250 blinds in with, yeah. Right. Like you're, you're saying Dan is going to raise us on the flop. That's an assumption. And he's going to bet 15,000 on well, the no, turn, right? I'm, These are all assumptions. We don't have to, we're basically, if we check raise, we don't, we, if we check raise, we can get it in without getting raised. Um, oh, I, that's what you're saying. So, cause Dan bet how much on the flop? 2,500. Well, I mean, that's an insanely big, but okay. But he did. Yeah. So, so we make it 6,500, 7,500, whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Dan's going to have, yeah, we're going to be able to get it in, you're yeah. right, if we want to. Oh, there are going to be very big bets, and it may be alarm bells may go off. Yeah. Like, it's easier for him to get away from King Jack if we check race than if we lead. That's, what I'm, that's, that's the thing I'm really worried about here. I'm not so worried about, like, if he has his beat, yeah. like, losing all our money. We're supposed to lose all our money if, we have, if, we, if he has his beat. I'm worried about getting value out of the hands that we have beat. Yeah, I just wish... That, I mean, like, I feel like leading is a lot better if there's a flush draw out there, because then we have mm. so many more bluff combos that make sense. Mm-hmm. For like a four-way pot lead, you know? Yeah. I mean, we don't, we, but we don't have that many value combos that make sense either. Like, we just don't have that many combos we're going to lead with. Like, even on this board, right? We've got straight draws. We've got, which we came with eight. Yeah. And we're going to have three, three combos of sixes, three combos of six, seven, and maybe six, seven suited in here. Maybe two combos of six, seven suited. That's, that's only eight combos anyway of value. We might have king seven suited and king six suited. Because we're so deep? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Either okay. way. But this is the top of all, this is basically the top of that range. I mean, granted, we could have sevens. But, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Feels reasonable to me. But anyway, 
But so I just I feel like that's that's why I like it better. I guess is because I'm the hands I'm trying to get value out of, not as yeah. opposed to worrying about being valued myself. No, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Either way, Manic just check calls instead. Yeah. And uh, you know a place that you can check call, Jonathan. Um. Well, wait, wait, wait. Check. So it's a bank because there are checks at a bank, and then call. It's the telephone company, a banking company that has telephone. No, a telephone company that has banks. Yeah, which is also known as Nitrogen Sports Poker Yes, Room. it is. I got it again. And uh, they, they do that, obviously, on the side. But their main, main thing is, like, the gambling. So their they, main uh, gig they, is gambling. They got, they got the old poker website, Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. They're, they yeah. sponsor this damn podcast. This one right here. This is the one you're listening to. Yes. And you know what they have? They have uh, bagels that are made from, from very nice ingredients. I can't speak to that, but okay. it's possible they do. Yeah. And nice ingredients is something besides bread, well, I like, suppose. Well, I'm saying like the flour is of high quality. Okay. And also the way you cook it is important. But also, like, you know, if you're going to put some Asiago on that, how oh, much? the cheese how is much? good. And it's good cheese. It's That's not what, like the bullshit bagel cheese that all the bagel companies put on. They're like... <laughs> bagel cheese. They're, yeah. They're like, hey, Kraft, send me some of that shitty bagel cheese. You know, not to get away from the ad for a second. However... <laughs> <laughs> So at um, our local, where we shoot, uh, where we shoot poker time, yeah, they have a special every day, like a food special, mm-hmm. and they had pizza, and they were describing what was on the pizza. This was on their board, yeah, and it said like you know whatever mozzarella and sausage and pepperoni and onions, and one of it said, it said, my, it said pizza sauce, <laughs> pizza sauce, yeah, as if that's a thing. No, it said pizza cheese, pizza it cheese. It didn't say pizza. No, pizza sauce is a little bit. It said pizza. Pizza cheese. Pizza sauce is marinara sauce. Yeah, but it said pizza cheese. So that's mozzarella. I'm sure it is not, because they would say mozzarella. It's got to be worse than mozzarella. <laughs> Lower quality. Pizza cheese. It's loaded with pizza <laughs> cheese. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Every nitrogen ad now is, an ex- is just an excuse could, to say something about shot, something else. <laughs> you could take your shot at earning some pizza cheese money on nitrogen, because we have a monthly tournament. That you're only eligible for if you use the link in the description when you sign up for Nitrogen. And it's got a huge guarantee of 1,000 buy-ins. We've only ever gotten 80 players, so yeah. do some math. That's pretty good. It's, of course, a Bitcoin-only site. Yeah, get on Nitrogen, sweet. you fucking idiots. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, the, the transactions are really fast, like 90 minutes uh, to get your money out, like 20 minutes to get your money on there. It's so much faster than every other site that does this kind of stuff that's legit. It's pretty great. They also, of course, have sports betting and casino betting, meaning you can bet on like blackjack and play games like that. They're, it's a good place, man. It's good. And we now know that they do listen to these ads, at yes. least some of them. So hope they like that one. I challenge the nitrogen marketing tar- department to turn an ad about the pizza cheese into a video ad for a poker time. If they can do that. They've got me forever. I will, yeah. let the, I will let them continue to sponsor us. <laughs> That's really nice of you to allow that. <laughs> All right. Back to the hand. Okay. We have 7,400, <laughs> excuse me, in the pot, which is pretty big for this game already. Yeah. Um, 74 blinds, no bigs. Yeah. Uh, and we got the King 6 7 rainbow flop, set of sixes for Manny Gloser, and set of sevens for the lucky one, Dan Shack. Well, lucky so far. Until the turn is a king. Uh, that's, that's, they both love that card. They both absolutely are over the moon for that card. I mean, yeah, Dan has more king sevens because he has like king, yeah. king seven suits more so than Manning does. It's possible Manning doesn't have those hands, the king sixes and the king sevens. I agree, but I'm saying they both love the card because of course. the other per- person now is not going to fold if they had top pair, most oh, likely. Uh, yeah, also um, they love it because they don't have to worry about getting hurt by a straight. A straight no longer beats them. True, but now you got to worry about all of the... 
the potential full houses that the king can make. Yeah. Which down the kind, road. Kind of sucks, but at least for, for this moment. This is a great spot. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So Manic checks. Okay. I think, well, so far, now we have to check based on the way this is playing. Yeah. Out. I mean, checking is definitely good here because if Dan has a king, he's probably going to bet again at this point. He might not have bet a king again. If, I mean, if Dan has a king, we, he's going to not fold if we bet anyway. I mean, it doesn't really matter. If Dan has a king, we don't have to worry about it. It's when Dan doesn't have a king. Yeah. Right? So checking is better for the time so he doesn't have a That's king. That's true. That's true as well. Okay, fair enough. The other thing is, actually, if Dan has a king and we bet he might raise us. Yeah, I don't think Dan would do that. He's better than that. Okay, fair enough. This gives a chance to check raise, though. And now if he has a king, he's going to feel pretty locked into the hand, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Dan checks good enough. Alarm bells would go off if you got check raise on this card. True, but if you've got king jack, are you going to fold when you get check raised? Uh, well, let's see. It's the king of clubs. So I guess I can think of some combo draws that would be in there as bluffs, mm-hmm. but it is pretty tough to pull off a bluff here. If you ch- you're check raising, like most people aren't doing that. No, the, the, we are beating a little bit of value potentially. Mm. You don't think Manning's ever, ever check raising king 10 or king nine. I mean, I think that's a horrible play and I think he's a good player. He is a good player. So yeah, I don't we think, think. Yeah. We, we assume he's a good player. Do you player. agree that's a horrible play? Um, I would never in a million years check race King nine here, except against the, the craziest and loosest of players who are you not going to fold and maybe lose a, their mind. You probably wanted to give them a chance to bluff the river anyway. Um, well, the craziest players will rebluff you, you know okay. what I mean? Stuff like that. So like, we like, okay, let's just get it all in, you know, and you can think of a player or two who yeah. does stuff like that. Right. But besides those players, no, I would, I would be check calling, especially when they, if they size it up really big, which Dan check is absolutely about to do. Yep. Manning checks and check bets eight K into 7,400. Yep. So overbetting the pot all the way, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool because Manning really can't fold a king yet. Nope. Can't fold a king. I mean, although he can't love it. You know, if, you have, if you're sitting there and you have King Jack and you're Manning, you're like, this is not great. No, nope, but we have to call. Of course, but you're not happy. Right. So now is there any value in check raising with sixes full of kings? Yes. To get value specifically from ace king and king queen mostly? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe King Jack. Maybe King Jack. Maybe other kings. Even other kings that decide, like, I don't really know how other kings could. Other kings that decide I'm really rich and I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, what we're talking about. Yeah. I've got full house equity, you know. I have outs no matter what you have if I've got a king in my hand. I want to be clear about something. Yeah. If I were in Dan Shack's seat and had sized it the way he had and I got check raised and I had King Jack, I think I would fold most of the time. Um, that makes a lot of sense. You agree? About yeah. It? Well, the sizing is the thing, yeah. right? Like, against any player who's paying any level of attention, a guy like Manig certainly is. When we bet more than pot and then more than pot, and he raises anyway, and, and we're, re- we're like, Trip Kings is the bottom of our value range here, which it is. Yeah. Which is not a hand he should be targeting for us to fold, and he raises anyway, and we've sized it so big. Like, yeah, he just has it. I mean, this, this takes me all the way back to the Galen Hall hand. Oh, yeah, um, Chris against Oliver. Chris Oliver, yeah, where he folded, he bet folded the straight on the river, and he said one of the reasons why he did it is because he bet so much on the river. I mean, it was, also, it was also a four straight on a paired board. So that, It was. Yeah. It was, but still, was it a four straight? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I think it was, a th- I think it was only th- He had eight, three. four. I think it was, oh, it was ace, deuce, three, five. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. So now it's like I can only chop against value. My best yeah. case scenario is I'm chopping against value. And yeah. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, that makes it easier to fold, actually, for sure. It does. Still, but part of his, as he talked about later, part of his reasoning was, like, he bets so much that it's much less likely that Oliver's going to bluff there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he's repping so much strength. And in fact, he was very strong. Anyway. So do we think Manning should be check-raising here when Shaq bets 8K in the turn? 
I mean, I'm just going to keep saying yes to these things. Yeah, I want to put more money in right now. Dan is repping a big hand. I can think of hands that he can have that he will absolutely not fold. Um, I'd be really thrilled to get it in right now. All right. I have a couple caveats. Good. So that's because it's Dan Shack, right? You wouldn't usually check raise a good player who's taken this line with this sizing? I mean, I think... I mean, very few good players are going to take these sizing. Right. Like, these sizings are so unusual. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to answer that because I don't. I'm. I, I'm trying to put myself in the spot. Justin Bonomo. Yeah. Bets big and then bets huge again. If I had a king, I would not raise here. But yeah. having a set of sixes, I feel like I would because I'm not blocking a king, which is great. My concern is that Justin's going to get away He's from just gonna King fold. Jack the way that I would get away from King. Is Jack. he going to fold Ace King? Ace King is probably not going to get away from. But how about King Queen? I think that one's really close, and he's probably... Kind of, it's kind of the same as Ace-King, though. Yeah, he's it? probably going to stick with King-Queen. But, I mean, the, that's just a distribution thing, really. But, um, I mean, also, I mean, Ace-King is... I mean, we never have Ace-King, so Ace-King is, like, beating all well, our we kings. we never have a king when we check race. We're man and closer. We're not right. an idiot. Right. So we never, ever have a king. It's just distribution. With, with this level, when we size it like this, yeah, yeah, it's just distribution. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So I think my concern with check raising would be... Let's assume for a second that Dan Shack thinks along the lines that I'm thinking right okay. now. And he's actually going to fold King Jack and worse and call with King Queen and Ace King. Let's give him calling with that. Great. Based on Dan's position at the table and the fact that he might take all of his kings like this. Yes, he would. There are way too many kings he's going to fold. That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. And we also would believe, by the way, that he is going to bet the river with trip kings if we just call yep. here. Unless it's a very scary river, which there's two clubs on the board now, right? Uh, yeah. So I guess a card could come that would be a straighty, fleshy card. No, yeah, a straighty, fleshy card that could scare him. And he would probably still bet his Trip Kings, but he might not bet a lot, and then we can't get... Like, it'd be hard to get value. Yeah. But um, but so that's actually a good reason not to check-raise as well, actually, is like... Be, like you're, I like your point of there's so many... He has a lot of Kings, and most of them he probably is going to have to fold if we yeah. check-raise, if he's paying attention, and he's, if he's and a he's thinking player. he's very likely to bet the river with most of them. I mean, he's supposed to bet the yeah. river... With almost on almost any river, he's supposed to bet. Maybe every river. In fact, I think he's supposed to bet every river. Maybe not clubs. Maybe it's eh. backdoor clubs. Yeah, like, you're right. We should bet. We got it. We got to bet. If we have a good king, maybe we have the worst king, and like the straightest fleshy card comes in. Maybe we check. Although maybe because we have a bad king, we're like, what can you really call us with? Maybe, but that's it. Like yeah. if we have any kind of reasonable king, I think we absolutely are. It's it's mandatory to bet the river. Well. Maybe Manning is thinking along these lines because yeah. he just calls. He doesn't okay. check raise. I think sizing has a lot to do with this. Yeah. Because Shaq's been sizing it so big. And we can always check raise the river still, assuming he has a king. Like, we can go for a check raise all in. We could try. It's, I mean, he obviously has more, he has more kings than he has hands that are beating us mm-hmm. by a lot. Yeah. So that's good. Um, all right. So Manning does call. Pot is now 23,400 pounds. I mean, we can also hope that like a straighty fleshy card comes in and Dan bets big. And he's yeah. like, oh, you made it. You got there, buddy. Great. And you yeah. check raise all in. Like, that'd be good. Yeah. Anyway, River's 10 of Diamonds. Hey, a straighty card came in. Yeah, the 8-9 of clubs is really the only hand that Manning could possibly have here that, that improved. Right. That's the only hand. Dan can have, in theory, all the 8-9s. Yeah. Like, literally all of them. But right. Manning can only have one combo. And he can all, well, Manning could also have improved to a better hand than Dan Shacks if he had King-10. Yes. Which he... King 10 suited could play just like this, yes. right? Yeah. Um, so there's only two does, combos. Probably doesn't have it unsuited. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure because they're so deep. Yeah, maybe he, he, he might. He very well might. Actually, he probably calls King 10 offsuit. Also, when Dan opens the button, I don't think he just folds it. There's already a caller. 
Yeah, I don't know. I bet you he calls when they're this deep. Maybe. So, okay, so he can have some, he can have some King Tens. Yeah. Where he's like, absolutely calls the flop, doesn't love it. Absolutely has to call the turn, doesn't love it. Oh, my God, I made the nuts on the river. It's going to happen some of the time. All right, let's talk about the fireworks here. Yeah, okay, good. So the board reads 6, 7, King, King, 10 with missed backdoor clubs. Yeah. 6 is full for Manning, 7 is full for Dan Shack. Manning checks the river. Yeah. I guess you could bet if you want to, like, in just in case you think Dan Shack might check back a king sometimes. But why would we think he would check back a king? Yeah, Unless, well, he's got to have a really bad king to check back. Yeah, I think checking makes sense. Um, so Manic does check. Yeah. And Dan Shack decides he wants all of the money and he goes all in. Doesn't he already have all the money? Well, yeah, all of the money <laughs> in the hand that is possible. Oh, okay. Okay. He goes all in for 41,000 into a pot of 23,400. And Manny Gloser does not look happy with the bottomest of bottomful houses. He now starts tanking. He is not happy. All right. So let's talk about what value hands Dan Shack can have here. Let's do it. All right. Well, he can have King 10. Yes. He can have King 7. Yes. He has very few King 6s, but he can have that. I don't believe he has King King. I don't believe he'd bet that way on the flop or the turn with King King. I agree with you. He has 7 7. Yes. Probably not 10 10. I don't believe he has 10 10. I don't believe he'd bet that way in the turn with 10-10 or the flop, but right. certainly not the turn. Yeah. He might bet, but he never bet those sizings. So okay. those are all the hands that are beating us. How many combos is that? Uh, well, now we have to do that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> do we think he has king-7 and king-6 offsuit? He's on the button. It's at least possible. Let's give him to him for now. Fine. All right. So uh, king-10 is going to be eight combos. Six combos. Two kings left and, one, and three tens left. Six combos. Oh, you're right. Six combos. Yep. Six combos of king 10. He's got three combos of seven seven. Yes. So that's nine. Yeah. He's got six combos of king seven. Three and two. Six combos of king seven. Yep. So we're up to 15. Yep. And he's got three combos of king six. There's two kings and one six, right? Two combos of king six. Two combos of king six. Yeah. So we're up to 17. 17 value hands that beat us. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then he also has some value hands we think that we're beating, including one, eight, nine. Are we giving him all the eight nines? I think we should strongly consider giving him all the eight nines here. Well, that gets us to 16 right away. Yeah. Now, I, mean, I don't think he would play all the eight nines like this on flop and turn. It's like this line makes more sense for the other hands we mentioned. Than, I agree. Than the eight nines. I agree with you. Because you wouldn't really expect to have a ton of fold equity on the turn when the king comes. It's weird to bet pot when the king comes with eight nine on yeah. the turn. That is a good point. So I don't think he has all the eight nines. Maybe a couple. We could be trying to push Manic off a hand like two eight. No, we have eight nine though. Like, why yeah. are we trying to put? It's like so hard for him to have two eights. Um, and two tens, like he's almost always three betting that pretty, yeah. right? So. It's hard to come up with much we can really... Like, he doesn't have a seven very often. Like, Maybe we just give him eight nine of clubs, just one eight nine. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's really different. Yeah. And okay, then, so that's, there's that. And, and then... Some Maybe he does ace-king like this? I think he does ace-king like this. And then king-queen is questionable, but probable? King-queen, he could do like this, but we can't give him all the king-queens, yeah. I think. Because right. he might just bet less with king-queen. So there's eight ace-kings, and maybe we give him four king-queens? Sure. So there's 12. So we're at like 17, on, 17 hands that are beating us, 12 hands of value that we can beat. And then are there any bluffs? I don't know if there are. 
I just don't know that he's going to bet turn and river like this as a bluff. And if and if you're bluffing, you don't have to size it like this. Exactly. You don't have to size it like that on the flop or the turn either if you're bluffing, by the way. Um, but you certainly don't have to size the river like this. You could have certainly bet 17,000 on the river or 25,000 on the river. Why bet 41? Why so not say that last that So we have 16K? to pay 41 to win 64. If we really believe all the value stuff that we said is there, is actually there, we're supposed to call. If we really believe that. Yeah. If we believe he's doing it with... I mean, it, it's, as, King it's as easy as straights. taking away the four combos of king-queen and then we have to fold. Pretty is sure. it that close? Yeah, because we said how we said we it was said 17. That would be nine eight. combos total then if it was eight combos of ace-king and one combo of eight-nine. Okay. Right, because that's all we can beat. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's 17 to, 17 to nine. And we might not think that he's even doing it with ace-king, honestly. Like, he may not be doing it We haven't explored that yet, but... He really might not size it like this with Ace-King ever. He may be afraid that he's actually going to... Also, he may be afraid of 8-9 with Ace-King. Yeah. And he may also be afraid he's going to just blow us out of the water with our King-Jacks now. And rather than try and do that where maybe King-Jack can't call, yeah. we bet 17000 where King-Jack may really feel like they have to call. Yeah, I think Dan Shack biffed the sizing on this one because Manning folds pretty comfortably. I understand why Dan Shack went for it, though. Yeah. Because... You're like, if you can just have a king, you may feel obligated to call. But if you somehow made a straight, you're going to feel obligated to call. Clearly, that's not true. Underestimated his opponent. Yes, that's what and it Manic is. And Manic Loser made a fold, and he made it comfortably. He made it kind of quickly. He does it in like 45 seconds. Yeah. And he's just like, as soon as it happens, he starts saying, like, I don't have a good feeling about this yeah. game. And, oh, man, this is an outrageous fold, though. Like, let's be clear. This is not a yeah. standard freaking fold. The hand that would be looming large in my mind as Manic would be King 10. Yeah. That's the one I'd be like, oh, I'd be like, that makes perfect sense yeah. all the way, right? Yeah. Dan Shack's a, a crazy person. That's why he bet that much on the flop. Now he's got top two, so he's just going to bet huge on. Oh, sorry, he's got he's got trip kings. Yeah. He's going to bet huge on the turn. And oh my god, now he is. He's got the nuts, so he's betting huge on the river. But you have to be pretty sure Dan doesn't have eight nine here, and he doesn't. I guess we we're saying only eight nine of clubs. Yeah. And he doesn't have king queen here. I think the thing we have to, I think what Manning, is, I think what Manning feels sure about is that Dan doesn't have ace king, or else he would have taken a little more time. Yeah, he's like, you don't, like, need, he's like you don't we, even bet ace king. If like we give this, him all the combos nine. of ace king, we're getting almost the right price. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, ace king should be afraid of the ten. Yeah, ace king should. Although ace king shouldn't be afraid of the ten, he bet more than pot on the turn. There's yeah. only one combo that's beating him. Yeah, he sh- and he should know that again. Manning is not going to check call out of position with eight nine there. Right. right. So actually, it shouldn't really Ace be afraid, be of, afraid of King 10. Yes, it could. But he's probably not. I mean, he's going to bet something, right? And he's, he's going to get it in ultimately with Ace King against King 10, probably either way. Probably. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I mean, if, find if, a Dan Check, if Dan Check bets 17K and Manning moves in for 41 effective, yeah, it's like yeah. Ace King is never good. Never. Never, never. Until you know that this guy is truly crazy, it's never like good. Like sevens right? full are probably never good if that happens. Yeah, you'd probably call because of distribution. Yeah. Um, because you have to call with something. But yeah, it's really hard to... Like, you need him to have sixes full, basically, or lose his mind with 8-9. I don't imagine he would even check raise with sixes full. I think Manning, if, if Shaq bets 17K on the river, I think Manning would just call. If Shaq bets 9,000 on the river... Yeah, then he might raise. I think he's probably going to raise yeah. for value, try and get value to trip kings. Yeah. But if he bets 20... Let's say Jackson betting slightly more than pot. If he bets, he had 24,000 on the river... It's really questionable. I mean, you can't fold. No. I don't think you should ever fold two sixes there. But it'd be a very questionable raise, even though it's, only, it's not for that much more. So maybe you think like, well, it's only 17000 more. Dan may just feel like obligated to call with Ace-King. That'd be the only reason to, to do it. But 
This is still a big time fold. This is a very impressive fold. I think I would be able to make it as well. I, I think, mm-hmm. but you know, I, when you're in the moment, especially yeah. if you like, it's not supposed to matter. But if you've been sitting in a cash game for four hours and never had a big hand, and you finally have it, it's like a little harder to fold. So, you know, stuff like that happens. I would struggle to make this fold. I would definitely go in the tank when he two X's it on the river. I would think. For, I'm sure I would take a long time, no matter what. Yeah, like I wouldn't take 45 seconds to fold. I don't know that I would fold. I would probably take at least five, five to ten minutes thinking about this, I think. Really, really thinking about it. And I don't know what I would do. I think I would lean towards calling. I'm pretty sure I would lean towards calling, but I'm not sure. That's going to be the name of your poker book, I think. I'm gonna le- I would lean towards calling. I'm pretty calling. sure I'm, I would lean towards calling. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would do things though that Manic does not do. I would talk to Dan Shack. I would try and get some information out he of him. He talked a little bit. He tried to talk to him, and Dan yeah. didn't really say anything. I would, but I'd take more than 45 seconds trying to do that. You know? yeah. I'd say, like, is, give Dan Shack a chance to talk to me. Like... How confident is he? You can oh, make no, these we've, folds We've seen sometimes. that Dan doesn't really talk to people when they engage him in hands. Yeah, but I'd give him a chance anyway. Yeah. How's he going to... Maybe after three minutes, he's going to get start to feel a little culturally, you know, socially strange by not responding to me and say something. Like, let's give him a chance. Yeah. Because this is a tough spot where, I mean, distribution-wise, how many better hands do we have? Let's at least ask the question. We obviously have pocket sevens. We have king ten. We can have king ten. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it has to be it. I guess. But we don't have that many worse hands either. I guess we do. Well, we have eight, nine of clubs, and we have some trip kings. Yeah. We have, like, king jack and king queen, I guess. Yeah. But we might three bet those sometimes. We might. But since we didn't three bet pocket sixes... Those are blockers, though. Yeah. And also, they flop a little bit better yeah. than pocket sixes do, even though not in this case. But, yeah. but they do certainly flop better, which is nice. Um. I mean, this is, a, this is a great fold. It's a good fold. And I think it is the correct fold. Not only a good fold, but also yeah. a correct fold. No, I think you're right. Again, we have to be sure Dan's not doing this with king-queen. Yeah. But I think it makes sense that he wouldn't be. Right. Not this much. Yeah. I agree. He might not even be betting turn this big with king-queen. He might not. You're right. Just because, like, what is he going to get value? What's going to call him? Like, he needs Manic to have exactly a king. Otherwise, Manic just can't call with anything. He has to have exactly king-jack or king-ten. Basically, like, he probably doesn't have any king nine. I mean, maybe he could have king nine suited because they're so deep. Yeah. Because um, you were saying maybe he has king six suited and king seven suited, although I doubt he, I doubt he has those hands. Yeah, probably maybe, not. maybe he does, but I doubt it. Probably not. But king nine suited is at least a possibility, right? I think it's at least a possibility. So how much did Dan raise to preflop originally? It was 3x the straddle, 600. Oh, 600, yeah. So when you're that deep, I could see him calling with this king nine. You can make a straight. I mean, it's a bad straight when they, when they don't fold. Yeah. You know, that's, that's <laughs> it's a bad straight when they jam on you. That's the classic idiot straight. Yeah, it really is. Yep. Viffer had that against uh, Tom Dwan, I think. Tom Dean, as I like to call him. That's just because autocorrect always yes. autocorrects to Tom Dean. Every single time I write Dwan, and I've written it a lot in our years for you know all the different things we do, and always Tom Dean. Yep. Come on, autocorrect. You're killing me. Yeah, that's really something to complain about. It's really affecting our lives. I'm, I mean, how much time do you think it's cost me? I don't know. Why don't we finish this podcast okay. and we'll get on the phone with the autocorrect people and really start start a hullabaloo. Uh, well, hell yeah. I love the sound of that. Anytime you can start a hullabaloo, you got to <laughs> grab that opportunity. The two things I want to do in my life that I haven't done, start a hullabaloo and be involved in a caper. Those are the two big things. You could do them at the same time, probably. It's possible. You could use the hullabaloo as a distraction for your caper. Yeah. That's great. All right. Let's get on it. All right. Two birds. Music. 
is my sunlight and all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it